Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly, your one-stop shop for stories about ADHD, depression, topical opinions, emotional dysregulation, feelings of detachment, feelings of deep attachment, codependency with the listener, complete detachment from the listener, royalty-free, copyright-free music as a backing bed, bed track. My name is Nick. I'm a comedian. I have two albums. I've been in a lot of bands. And, uh, traveled Europe, uh, played with a band called Tragedy in Greece, right after the riots in Athens, our, our show was in a university campus, surrounded by policemen in the area where there had just been riots because a kid had been shot in the head. Yes, punk is political, <laughs> overly political, and that type of mentality has crept into the mainstream, and frankly, I'm, I have issues with it, but I also think in a greater sense, it's pretty necessary. I'm only saying that because... In Toronto, right now we have someone who you could call an alt-right sympathizer if you're being incredibly generous, if you could call them a covert white supremacist if you're being honest, and uh, her name is uh, Faith. And it's not Faith Hill. I didn't want to start talking about her because she isn't worthy of, um... I don't know what she isn't worthy of. She's not worthy of doing what she's doing, which is running for the mayor of Toronto, and apparently with a percentage of support, although I don't really believe a word she says. Her name's Faith Goldie. She used to work at a place called The Rebel. And uh, she's done such things as, well, before I even say what she's done, I want to say that she is receiving support from a lot of Jewish people, um, minority people. No, I shouldn't say a lot. And the people who are supporting her are not like people that I necessarily respect. Especially not because they're supporting her, but it's like Michelle Malkin, who's Filipino and, you know, brutally racist. And uh, I'm sure Ezra Levant supports her. He's a Jewish guy. Lori Goldstein probably does. Sue Ann Levy, who's a gay Jewish woman. And uh, I'm assuming she's Jewish. Levy? I don't know. I'm Jewish. I'll let you know that. (laughs) My mother is. My father ain't. I'm just launching right into this, too, because I'm so mad. 
Anyway, she gets the support under the guise of free speech, but if you look at what she's been saying since becoming prominent at all, thanks to the rebel uh, and her position there, it is covert white supremacist stuff. Rachel, se- Rachel, Rachel separation. She wants all the Rachels out of there. No Rachels. Rachel is often a Jewish name. Think about that. Um, I'm not asking you to look into her and agree with her ideas. <laughs> Although if you do, I would recommend stop listening to the podcast. Um, the, the stuff that got her fired from the rebel, which is a far right organization. So if you're getting fired from that, something's, there's a problem. Uh, she went to Charlottesville, deeply defended the protesters on the side of don't tear down the statue. Uh, of course she has that in common with the president of America, but you know, she defended them a little deeper. And she actually went on a podcast that was definitely a racist podcast associated with the Daily Stormer website. Hugely anti-Semitic website. So anti-Semitic that the uh, anti-Semites thought it was like an FBI plant. But if you go a little deep into the world of racists, you will understand they all think everyone else is an FBI plant. And there probably are some FBI plants. But less since this government got in. (laughs) Um, She went on this podcast, totally defended... uh, And people who are trying to defend her will say, well, people are just getting mad at her that she went on the podcast. I mean, she went on the podcast, defended all the people in Charlottesville said the cops were against them, railed against Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Classic talking points. And then at the end, snuck in some fun anti-Semitism at Ezra Levant, her boss's request, when the anti-Semitic people interviewing her asked, asked a mocking question. She was very quick to mock them. Her Twitter was full, at least last year, it was full of references to the beauty of Europe and the wonderful culture they created. This is totally code, in case you don't understand. Uh, Obviously, Europe has a beautiful culture. With her, there's a subtext that this is the best place. And look, if you have nationalist sentiments and you're a fucking old country, I get it. Uh, Or pride. That's not a problem. Generally, this code is... This is our heritage, and when people come in who are different, they will erode that heritage. Whereas the truth is, you know, if that occurs, it's because of, you know, in Europe, I think there's a lot of, and there always has been a lot of ghettoizing of people who are different. This is just what I've heard and witnessed. Not all over Europe, but certainly in places like France. Etc. Et alright, alright. This might not be fun to hear. This is what I feel like talking about. I'm just gonna interrupt. And I'm gonna say, uh, this is Nick Flamkin Weekly. If you enjoy the podcast, please uh, tell a friend. That's all I'm asking. Tell a buddy. We're still in the inception phase. I'm <laughs> we're still in the Christopher Nolan directed film inception phase. And uh, I, I am happy with the listenership. People are listening, but the more the merrier. 
And we want to be merry, don't we? Drink and be merry. For tomorrow you may die. It's better to laugh than it is to cry. Oh. And yeah, so Faith Goldie, she, I want you to. I, I, we need to be honest about the things that she's done publicly. <clears throat> she did not go on this Daily Stormer website and use a bunch of racial epithets. She didn't say anybody was superior or inferior until she got to the thing where she was very quick to make fun of Ezra Levant and say that he loved free bacon. Which, if someone said to me in conversation, uh, I would be like, mm, something's up with this person. And then on another podcast, this is where it gets... So that's all she did on this Daily Stormer-related podcast. But if you're going on a Daily Stormer podcast, your sympathies lie a certain way. Anyway, then she went on another podcast, a video one. You can find the footage on YouTube of both of these things if you don't believe me. And she very happily said uh, what they say is the 14 words, which is something, 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 secure future for white children. It's absolutely racial code. Rachel code. Code that you hate women named Rachel. And uh, she said it. She said, I don't see why it's controversial. And beyond that, she's never really mentioned specific talking points beyond, essentially, that she thinks immigrants are ruining everything. She's like 29. She looks terrible. People might think she's cute, but those are people who enjoy um, sex with skeletons. Which kind of sounds cool, now that I put it. Uh, like that, so I wouldn't even give her the credit of that. And, uh, yeah, she's running for mayor of Toronto because we have this ridiculous election that's totally confusing with almost no good candidates. And they didn't let her into this debate, an arts debate, which I think is great. She should not be having any level of a platform. If there isn't a Green Party candidate debating, I don't know if there was, but there isn't, like, a rhinoceros party, that's a little-known Canadian party, debate, I don't want to hear the, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Bateman, female Patrick Bateman, Bateman of, uh, Racial nationalism, white nationalism speak. This is just obvious. And I think people who are fighting for the free speech of her are not really respecting the idea that if she gets in the were to be if, if someone of that ilk were to get in power, the first thing they would do would be to invalidate and criminalize uh, their biggest detractors. I believe this wholeheartedly.
look, this podcast today feels a lot more like a college radio show. But hey, that's something I'm comfortable with. I've listened to a lot of college radio in my time. I hope you have too. I had a whole bunch of talking points for today. And uh, I guess I've really been stuck on the... This, this subject is just frustrating to me. It's frustrating to me that something like safe injection sites is low on the list of... It's not a visible subject because it doesn't have the sensationalism of this person, Faith. Also, she used money to uh, with the company um, Bell Media, which is a humongous company that owes a bunch of uh, television stations, to get ad time. So if you have any... If you have an issue with... Uh, with, with that, um, you should definitely write a letter to Bell Media and let them know that you don't support their platforming of uh, this person. She is painting herself as a free speech warrior, as a journalist. I have no idea if she's mentally ill, but she's got some kind of sickness, if you ask me, allegedly. And, uh, you know, these kind of sentiments are, they're present in life. They're present in every country. They're present in every person in a man, in a way. Because sometimes when we're made to feel small or when inside we feel small, we feel that we are being smothered by the other by being told we're not important which is how they translate what is being said about white people which is if you were to look at what's being said look I'm annoyed when people generally will tweet something like ugh white guys or even you know um, when they express their rage in, in that way I completely get it. <laughs> and mo- I mean, I'm not even really talking about people of color here. I'm mostly talking about white women. <laughs> but they're kind of right. Like, everybody has their own perspective, and even from demographics uh, and how we grow up. And I'm not even talking about racially. I'm talking more class here. You know, we wind up with a perspective. I was listening to a podcast, The Mental Pod, the, uh mental illness happy hour there's such a great episode with this IRA member uh, who mentions there were Protestants who were in the IRA and that's because of where they grew up and the sympathies that they had so it totally crosses racial lines you know uh, perspectives and it's more about how you grow up and if you grow up with not a lot of people of color in your life or you have like one anecdotally bad experience and you just hang on to it you can really wind up going down some rabbit holes and um and that's where a lot of people are right now in the world and it it really frustrates me because i think that i don't know i'm like i i have a granola opinion but i don't think it is i really think it's it's where we have to go as as it, where I am living which is America but ideally all over the world 
not so much empathy, but just like a redefining of our brains, why we feel a certain way, why we get aggressive, how sensitive everyone really is. This is the stuff. I mean, this is all to say that I have uh, ADHD. (laughs) And I was diagnosed four years ago, and I didn't address it initially. I know I keep saying this stuff every podcast, but I, I can't hammer it home enough. If you feel like you have it, and you haven't done anything about it, but your life is good, and you've got coping mechanisms, you might not need to worry. If things become unmanageable, there are ways... You can just read books about them. You don't have to label yourself this with this disorder. It's it's not important what you've labeled yourself as, but it, it might be important to manage it. And I've gotten some mail that's asking me about if they read one book about ADHD that's in-depth and, and current. Except ADHD, it's not modern. I When I first found out, just recently, way after I found out I had it, it's not something that's like... 30 years old. It's not an advent of new age medicine. It's something that was first diagnosed under different names um, in the early 1900s, I believe, and um, developed and developed in terms of what it was named. And I think, you know, the first time they used an amphetamine to help people learn was like the 1930s or, or, or manage it was the 1930s. So it's not new. So you want to, so the most current book I've read is I'm delivered from distraction uh, by Edward Halliwell and John uh, Ratey. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Ratty Ratey. Um, yeah. So uh, you should read that. Uh, I, I'm reading another book by them. The first one that they've put out an updated version of. It's called uh, Driven to Distraction. And um, that one is is worth hearing as well, uh, reading as well. Uh, I just haven't finished it, so I'm a little more uh, able to say you should read Delivered from Distraction. And it's a positive read, you know. And and you can go to support groups. Uh, You can find them if you live in a big city. You can probably find them if you live in a smaller place. You can email me, and I can... Try to find resources. It's weeklypodcast at gmail.com, W E A K L Y at podcast at gmail.com. I'd be happy to try and, and help if you want to uh, find anything out. Therapy is also good. I wish there was more low cost stuff, but e- even if you're looking for the therapist, honestly, I'm willing to talk to you about it. Um, yeah. And, and you know, um, if you have more questions about ADHD or Faith Goldie, <laughs> she probably has ADHD, although she seems a bit too uh, single-minded, although being single-minded can be definitely a symptomatic thing of the disorder. And it, Gabor Maté, a doctor and, I don't know, expert, expert guy, puts it as a disorder not because it's necessarily a disease, but because it literally can create disorder in your life. All right? So, that's today. That's what I have to say today. I hope it's been fun. 
I was wrong about Nick Nemiroff being on Conan on Thursday. He's actually on Conan tonight. And I, uh, so watch that. Uh, Norm MacDonald was supposed to be a guest, but last I checked, he wasn't listed. So maybe they kicked him off. Maybe I'll talk about that soon. Um, if you want to support the podcast, the best way to do that is go to my Bandcamp, bandcamp.com slash Nick Flanagan, buy my record, White Privilege. It's pay what you can, so pay whatever you want. Um, no pressure. And you can follow the podcast, Nick Flan Weekly, on Twitter, the Flans, all that stuff. I'm on Instagram, on Twitter. You can, you can find me there. Uh... Yeah, I'd like to thank Dub Reggae. Uh, I'll be playing that through the week because it's rainy and it, it feels right. Have a great time being you. Take care. Time for me to go to therapy. But this is also therapy too. But the more valid therapy is the therapy I'm doing after. Although this is important. Okay, bye.